I'd like to talk today uh, about gratitude. And this is a great time because of the sheltering in place where we can re go back to the simple things and to be grateful for them means to be able to appreciate the, the, the richness, the kareem, the wealth that Allah is providing us all the time. And it starts with the very simple thing with your breath and with your heartbeat, that every moment is a miracle, that this whole, whole point of life, this moment that we have, it's very short, allows us to uh, participate in Allah's mercy, his compassion, his love, and his beauty. And to return back to that time when things were simple, and this is what we are in right now, is we have to go back to the beginning and return to being grateful for this bounty that we are being given every day. And to be grateful for the simple things, for food, for the taste of food. Now, the thing about gratitude is we're usually not grateful for something until it's been taken away. And then we go, oh, I, I, I wasn't even aware that that was there. I wish to be grateful for that if it would come back again, please. I don't know if you've ever been sick where your smell is turned off, but when it happens, you all of a sudden appreciate that sense. And without that sense, there's no taste to food. There's no smelling of anything. And so everything becomes very bland. Uh, colorless in that sense. Now, if you have a partner who uh, you would have some time that you can do this with, I highly suggest what we call um, sight fast or blind walk, where one of you has a uh, cloth over your eyes and the other is your guide now you have to be able to trust this person that they're not they're not going to let you walk across the street or walk into a tree but i used to do this as an nope. artisan residence no i wouldn't trust her <laughs> oh look daddy daddy's walked into a tree that's funny uh, I, I was an artist-in-residence in, in uh, the California schools in the Bay Area. And one of the things that I used to do with the kids was to go on a blind walk. And just because I was teaching music, it was like they had no sense of being able to hear. And to turn that, to turn that on required to turn off one of the other senses. So we would do a blind walk. And, you know, they put their hand on each other's shoulder and we'd walk around. I said, don't peek, don't peek. And, and we walk around and just like on a large area of grass where there was trees. So they would walk into the shade and feel the coolness or feel the, the heat of the sun 
or feel uh, the the kind of ground that they were going over, whether it was grass or gravel or pavement, and just to be able to to become aware of all of those other sensory input uh, events that were happening, rather than just relying on sight and imagining that, that you always have that. So I, I'm suggesting to, as a practice of gratitude, uh, is to turn one of the senses off. The sight is easiest and it's fun too. So for a couple hours, have your guide take you somewhere safe where you can walk either by hand, shoulder, or unguided uh, as long as there's no trees or anything, any obstacles in the way. What this does is you begin to appreciate sight and to appreciate uh, being able to uh, feel and hear and sense a whole lot more around you. The same goes with hearing. If you were to wear uh, earplugs or headphones or something that blocks the sound, that uh, that's another thing to do for like a couple hours. Now, uh, also as a teacher, I was able to take my one of my uh, music for dancers class into an anechoic chamber. An anechoic chamber means every bit of sound is sucked out and you cannot hear like you used to hear. If you talk, the only thing you'll hear is your skull vibrating. And uh, you're, you're on a, a screen, all around you is fiberglass sound absorption. There is no reflected sound. In that moment, when the sound is taken away, it's like a, you gasp and then you hear a sound that is always with you. Ba-bum, 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 ba-bum. Yeah, you hear your heartbeat because it's vibrating in your body and it comes through your skull and that's becomes very loud. And when you try and talk to somebody, it's like putting your fingers in your ears and trying to talk. You just hear your skull vibrate. And then the second sound that you hear sounds like this. <coughs> which is your circulation system. So you're hearing the blood going through your veins and arteries. Um, and then you realize there is no silence. There's always a sound going on. And when there's no sound, you're probably dead. So the idea that things can be taken away. Sometimes the, these kinds of experiences have changed people's lives. I believe this was one of the things that changed John Cage's uh, 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 view of sound and music, it changed how he heard things. Uh, for some people, it it is very disruptive and it makes them very uh, disturbed. And uh, I had one or two students run out of the room in uh, uh, kind of a confused, disturbing uh, sense. 
a friend of mine told me he took somebody in and they they threw up afterwards because it was so disorienting. And yet (coughs) we depend on our hearing and we we don't appreciate it as much as it is available, as well as touch. Uh, and hi, salam alaikum, Rukaya. Uh, touch, uh, as a, if you want to do like a, um, a touch fast, would be to wear mittens, you know, oven mittens, so you don't have fingers anymore. And try, try, try and cook or or read a book or anything without fingers, and you begin to appreciate these are really cool. These are wonderful things to have. We're talking about appreciation and gratitude, and that sheltering in place and this time of of uh, introspection because of our 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 days of the plague. Uh, allow us to take take time to learn how to reappreciate and be grateful for simple things. Another simple thing uh, is just thought experiments of imagining uh, that you have no arms. Now you can do this if if you have uh, a friend or mate that can tie your hands behind your back and try and just a couple hours of having no arms and trying to get around in the day. This this is a great time to return to simple things. And one of those ways to appreciate what are what we have is by taking those things away for just a little while. Uh, uh, so those those are physical attributes. Uh, to be grateful for another another one that's a little bit more meta <clears throat> is freedom um, if you've ever been locked away in some form or another freedom becomes a very desirable outcome uh, being in the Navy like I was for a number of months <laughs> nine months uh, I had no freedom and uh, freedom was sought in other ways, but there was none. You were told what to do, where to be uh, and where to sleep, when to sleep, how, what to do and what not to do. It was very regulated and freedom became a very desirable thing. So, uh, do you have anything like that where you, um, a sense or uh, a thing that you didn't know that you appreciated was taken away and you became more aware of it? Does, does that happen to anybody? I used to think I didn't have enough time and then I had a child now I appreciate the time that I thought I didn't have. Hmm. It turns into something else, doesn't it? Hmm. It's a whole other 
other dimension to something that you took for granted. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, and it's, it's, I think it's also interesting when you appreciate something, you make better use of it. So good point. Yeah. I've become much more efficient with my use of time. Interesting. In that process as well. Uh huh. Mm. Alamine, anything like that for you? Yeah, a little bit on the same lines of um, what Mui just said, just made me think about how um, at times I feel like um, I haven't got any space um, in the house to myself. <laughs> um, it can appear like that, but um, but yeah, but it's it's sort of... At least so, you've got a house, dude. <laughs> yeah. Try an apartment. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, 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 you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, but along the lines of what uh, you were saying, are we in, in that? Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of homes, I have been homeless. And that was something that I wanted so much as well. And that was a number of years. That was after I got out of the Navy. I had no place to go, no home. And uh, a friend allowed me to stay in the garage, which had a big hole in the roof. So when it rained, it doth rained on me. How about you, Yasmin? Look, I think for me, I mean, freedom is, is always a big thing for me. I, I can't stand, I, I suppose it's sort of a fine line between claustrophobia and freedom, but I can't stand being in small spaces, like an aeroplane. I'm sitting on an aeroplane, can't wait to get out because, you know, there's nothing you can do except sit. Um, so once I get out of a plane, it's like, oh, thank God I'm free again to do what I want. <laughs> you know, I can walk, I can run, I can do all of those things. It's, it's the same thing. Um, you know, also I, I used to live in a, you know, fairly large house. Um, and, um, I used to always complain, oh my gosh, it's so big for one person and, you know, blahty, blahty, blah. Anyway, I, I sold the house, um, you know, because it was too big and, and because I'd taken my work out of home. When I was working, every space was used. Um, and, and now I live in an apartment. And, um, and, and Mui, you might appreciate this, but, you know, you miss things like, um, uh, you know, for which, you you know, we take for granted, like, just hanging your clothes out on a washing line. You know, it's like, because you can't put things on balconies, it's all inside the um, apartment area. And I never thought I would miss that so much, you know, like just a clothesline. Um, I've actually appreciated moving back into an apartment that has a, uh, only, I can only use the dryer because it takes less time. <laughs> but. I did used to enjoy hanging clothes out when I had the time to do it. 
Because I can't stand the dryer. I, I just no, it's not nice, and it's bad for the environment. That's the other thing, and it costs money. And yeah, you know, it's much better to put put things outside. You know, so there's just so many things about you know living in an apartment that is. And I remember when I first moved into the apartment. You know, you get so used to living in a house, and because I was in a three leveled house, this this place is three leveled, and I thought every door was mine. You know, so I'd want to go into open doors because that's what I was used to. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, no, no, that's not yours, Yasmin. This is somebody's <laughs> face, you know, and you can't go and open the door. So, you know, um, so I suppose when I look at that part of my life, you know, I really uh, now appreciate what it was like to have that house you know, and, um, and, and I guess when you, if you don't give it up, then you sort of don't appreciate it. So inshallah, if I ever go back to having a house, I'll treasure it. Thank you. Very good. Rukaya? The one that comes to mind is probably money. Ah. Not that I have a close connection with money, but it's always a bit harder when you're relying on external sources that you have no control over for your money rather than getting it from a job where you work and you do the hours and you get paid for what you have done. It's the different when you're responsible for it. Sorry? It's different when you're responsible, when, you, when it's your business and, and you are responsible for everything. <clears throat> yes I am responsible for one lot of money but I do not take from that lot of money and then I am unresponsible if you want to call it that for the lot of money that is provided to me mm. <clears throat> which is a strange concept but I've kind of in a way I'm grateful that I've had to do it before so I can deal with it yeah. but also very grateful that we're getting extra right now because otherwise that would be mega challenging and I'm not looking forward to it going back to normal. Right. Yes, yeah. well, that's certainly uh, uh, being grateful for having enough to live on. Mm. That's good. Very good. And, and that means having food. Yeah. Yeah. Rizwan, has that ever happened with you? Um. Plenty of times, and uh, every now and again, I think, I mean, we, we and myself, we were speaking about this uh, not that long ago. It reminds me of the the mine collapsing in Beaconsfield. The two guys were stuck in there for two weeks, and how Ooh. he was actually going to amputate his leg, um, because he, they both got caught in a one meter by one meter cage. and. Uh, and if he didn't, if he if he, he he thought that he was he would have to amputate his leg because otherwise gangrene would set in and go through right through his body. So he mm -hmm. was nearly very close to doing that when they found him and they managed to kind of get out like rescue inside the cage for two weeks and then they started passing food and stuff like that. So yeah, quite regularly I go through that cycle where I was sleeping, you know, just uh, in a kind of a nightmarish scenario um, to appreciate. Um, what's above you, so to speak, you know? Mm. Yeah. I don't know whether it has anything related to the other type of work that I do as well, you know, the, on the, on the, with the people who are passing on to the other side. So 
but that's something that regularly happens. Uh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Can I, can I say something funny about appreciation though and gratitude? Yeah. Okay. I have something almost on the flip side. It's funny because it, it all depends on, there's it's a bit of a relativity to it as well. I, I remember um, when I went to Bangkok when I was 13 and I saw the slums in Bangkok I had this really weird, uh, very strong emotional reaction that I couldn't work out for a while. Uh, but I finally f sort of figured it out, which is that I was shocked that the people who lived in their cardboard boxes were on the whole fairly happy and uh, had a lot of gratitude for what, for their lives. Whereas the people I knew who lived in a very wealthy area of Sydney were often very unhappy. And, um, and, and I remember being at school in this kind of rich, you know, white private school environment, being told to be uh, grateful all the time for what we, we had. And yet, even though materially there was a lot of stuff there, my experience of it was that it was a very barren place. Um, so it, it's an interesting, the, the way... Uh, sometimes what I'm grateful for, are, like you say, very simple things that are not necessarily uh, what people would expect one to be grateful for. <laughs> um, and, and it also depends on the person, like Yasmin was saying, um, how she hates being cooped up in a little, little place. Whereas for me, that's like paradise. <laughs> Like, just give me a small bo little box and a book and a cup of tea and I'm happy, you know? <laughs> um, so it all just depends, I think, on, yeah, on a lot of things. Um, what, what's a, what's a value and what you appreciate and what you don't, what you don't value and all those of things. But it, it's, I, I think, suppose, um, from well, what you're saying is basically from where you are and where you come to, right? I have the complete opposite of that. <laughs> Having yeah. come from not having and then coming onto the side of having, whereas you're basically right. from having and going to yes, yeah, correct, yeah, yeah. It's and and the more I whenever I talk to Lil, um, it's interesting because I think I think you're exactly right. Everybody on her family where they have to leave because of war and come to Australia, that's you know their attitude is that that the. You're happy when you, you know, um, because having been without the stuff, you know what it feels like not to have that, and that's really hard. Um, I know so many people who have so much stuff are still unhappy. So it's it's uh, for me. I, I look at it and go, well, it's 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 just really interesting. Like I think you need, I think being deprived of stuff can be terrible, um, but also being deprived of heart connections when you've got stuff can also be terrible. Um, uh, like, I don't think anybody would want to be Donald Trump, for example. Um, that, that seems like a very sad existence, even though he's got a lot of, you know, stuff. Um, so I just think it's, it's interesting when you think of what you actually are grateful for, and why you're grateful for it as well. Like, I think, yeah, 
Reminds me of uh, Rene Rivkin. I don't know that the people who lived in Australia for long enough, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, he was a big yeah. stockbroker uh, and had helicopters and stuff like that. Finally, what did he do? He committed suicide, you know. So when you're going back to, you know, you can have money, you know, you can be kind of in a different zone, but at the end of the day, uh, there was something of an imbalance that took place, right? Mm. Okay, that's is good. Very good. Anybody else want to add anything? If you can elaborate, like, is it, I don't know, I kind of look at it as like mind, body, and soul. So you can have your mind, you can have your body, but if the soul side is weak, you know, then, or spiritually weak, you know, it can cause a problem there. Or, so basically three things have to go together. Uh, if one is, one component is missing, then you've got problems. Yes, I, I completely agree. Um, the idea of uh, having all three mentally uh, uh, stable, so that you're mentally stable, you have some kind of connection, you, you, uh, um, a connection to truth and, and reality, that your body is healthy enough to be able to move forward, and that your rule, your breath, your spirit, uh, soul, is uh, engaged, that that you feel like you're moving forward uh, and growing and learning. And these are all to be connected both internally and externally. And the idea that we, uh, by staying open and flexible, this can occur. When you cut one off for the sake of another, an imbalance happens. And when that happens, uh, it's just like any kind of dis-ease that something becomes um, a symptom. And whether that's <clears throat> taken care of by identifying the cause or getting caught up in the symptom, uh, this imbalance creates uh, unhappiness or a non-appreciation. And when you don't appreciate what you have, then things can go easily to the dark side, to the negative, because you don't have this and you don't have that. And so you see things from um, a negative point of view. And when that happens, the result's going to bring you into disharmony and uh, it's either taken care of one way or another because it's imbalanced it needs to find balance which is actually where i wanted to take this uh if you does that answer your question yes, yeah yeah okay. it's more clarification than without it was on the right track you know that yes sort of absolutely yeah. yes you were you are absolutely um now as Sufis, in this time uh, of uh, end of days, plague, locusts, and, and pollution, and odd chemistries, it's imperative that we create around us this, in, with our appreciation and gratitude, a, a sense of positivity 
and upliftingness of uh, being a, uh, someone that people can trust, that we can show what honor looks like by following through on our um, promises and our intentions. And that as Sufis, we are called on during this time to be uh, helpful and to be of assistance to those that uh, are tending towards going into the negative, to the dark side. We need to be, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's call it being Jedi. You know, we have to be strong and courageous and deal positively. We have, we'll have our own darknesses and, and negativity as well. But to be able to, to f move through that by our work on our own nefs, we can be good examples of what a human being looks like. And this is a good time to practice that. And, and what I'm saying is that by returning back to the simple things and being grateful for simple things like being able to breathe and being able to have mobility being and having enough food to eat and just examining our own richness that Allah has given us through having all Ooh, of these benefits. One. Yeah. Yeah. Try not what? being able to read. Read. Imagine not being able to read. Oh, yeah. Cause I work yeah. with people who can't read every day and it, is, right. I, it makes you really appreciate that you can look at a letter and know that that refers to a sound and put them together and make a word that has an idea behind it. It is an incredible gift to, yes. to have that, that mode of communication. And we don't, we, I certainly didn't appreciate it enough. I mean, you say going back to the simple, mm. just like that symbol means ah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely. Really, I, I agree. To be, we are, we are, what connects us is our ability to understand symbols for one thing. And our world is made up of all these symbols and to, to go back and to look at that and go, wow, we wouldn't be human beings as it were without this ability. I don't know. There's a, there, there are animals that have some semblance of that ability but we've taken it to an extreme. Not to I don't the know. same extent, no, yeah. Yeah. I mean, parrots and, and chimpanzees can um, understand symbols as well as dolphins and uh, porpoises, but uh, only up to a small extent. For us to be able to go into a book and understand the characters and the landscape and the story even to just understand story in itself as a symbol. It's, it's remarkable what we are capable of. But what, I, what I'm uh, trying to invest you with is the idea that you are agents of positivity. And to take that to the places that you go and to the people that you meet who may be experiencing uh, depression or, or anxiety or stress because of our situation at the present moment.
uh, and to, to bring uh, back alive the simple things and to be able to enjoy them and through your enjoyment of them, pass that on and pay it forward as a way of uh, helping make this world a better place. That's what I would like to see happen. And it's hard. It's very probably the hardest thing to do is to stay positive in this kind of environment where people are freaking out. And it's not going to get any better. And even if we have a vaccine that takes care of everything, the world is no longer what it was. It's now different. And as Sufis, we can bring a positive ring or image or idea into this environment to move it forward to being a better world. Whether it's through um, recycling, uh, sustainability, um, dealing with climate change, dealing with uh, uh, any kind of pollution, any you know, anything that we can do to help in a positive way, to me is important. And the thing about this path, one of the things that is important to me is that we do this on a one-to-one -one basis. I mean, yeah, it'd be great if I was emperor of the world and I could speak to the masses all at once, but this is not how it works. It works on a one-to-one -one basis. Each person you may meet, you have the chance of helping add a positive spin to things. And to make the world a better place requires you to know what that looks like inside and to find out what makes me a better person is by getting out of the way and helping somebody else, but not for being thought of as good, but as for your own practice of being, becoming more connected to Allah. That is my message for today. Thank you. Uh, any comments or questions? Anything you want to add to that? Something that's coming up for me um, on top of just all the externally, superficially sort of bits mm -hmm. of what you can be grateful for is um, so I definitely, we both have recognised that this business with the tea and everything is 100% Allah's and he's guiding us through everything but um, I've just found someone who has a similar experience with a business that she's starting up. So being really grateful for opportunities and experiences that are sent our way, whether they're to connect with someone or to do something or just like remembering that how amazing the connection with Allah is. So I guess being grateful for Allah is a big one because it's something you forget about and it's something that's easy to forget about because you get caught up in the, the ebbs and flows of like normal life and everything. Um, but, yeah, just going back to basics of like, okay, I'm doing this thing, but whose thing is this? And 
whose money is it and where does the money come from and who's the boss whose hands whose hands are doing the thing and whose body's doing the thing that's right uh, yeah which bring okay which brings up one other one other little element here and that is <clears throat> the details uh and the details are are you have these ideas of like here's what i want to do today i want to get this done and i have these ideas this needs to be taken care of and all of a sudden something falls on the floor and it's just it's just a mess and you have to clean it up now yes you're probably going to swear a little bit and that's okay but you have to ask yourself in these kind of situations Okay, what's the law trying to show me here? What what is this? I had plans. I was going to do some great things today, and here I have. I have to clean up all the noodles. <laughs> so That's, this is my everyday. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Especially with you so know with a, with a toddler, you know, you have. There's always cleanup. So what is that about? And this is where we have to go. To ask a law, okay, what's the lesson in this? I've already done this, you know, I don't know, 50, 150 times. Why am I doing this again? And what do you think the answer is? To become a big cleaner of noodles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and you get to put up a sign in neon. When um, I get interrupted, these days I'm thinking of it as a sign to wake up, especially if I run into something or if I drop something or like if it's my own um, action. And um, it's kind of like, if that's true, if that's what happened, it probably means that body wise, I was a bit on automatic pilot and I wasn't really here. So that's a good time to stop and go, Ooh, am I not really here? Am I somewhere else? Do you know? Um, and, uh, at school as well, that happens a lot where, um, you know, I think I've got this big lesson plan that's going and then the kid comes in and they're crying or something and well, they don't want to do it. And there's, there's something, some of the reason I'm like, it's, you've got to be present and be able to adjust to the moment all the time. Um, uh, and, and readjust your expectations of what this moment is about or this day is about because the plans that you have are from the little person who can't see the whole picture and the whole picture is bigger. Sometimes when, or often when things don't go your way, they end up better than your way. Sometimes they do, but some, but sometimes they, they do. So it's arrogant to assume that the way that you planned is the best way possible to get somewhere. Or to get something done that's the flexibility the idea of okay i've got a plan for today this is so common to all teachers that i know yes i have a lesson plan but look what just happened it survives until the kids arrive yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so um it's good to have plans and it's good to know that Allah's in charge and yes, then things can go in unexpected ways 
but this is done with heart when you when you feel connected enough and the thing about uh being conscious uh, yes i i know that one really well i've put something down somewhere and for the life of me i cannot remember where i put it and and i do exactly that same thing i go i was not conscious i was not there i was not alive at that moment and so it, it's a continuous reminder to uh be conscious to be present as much as you can within a situation hmm. so my the the point in this is to the question i had was so what do you do when this happens what is the lesson do you think it's going to be different all the time but what do you think one of the lessons might be? What is the law teaching you? Flexibility is one. That's good. What else? Surrender. Mm-hmm. Good. Excellent. Stuff like consciousness. Uh-huh. Consciousness, being present, yes. To be happy because all of the time when we get caught up in our plans that breeds frustration and unhappiness uh, so i think getting interrupted or changing your plans can sometimes can lighten you and make you a little bit less rigid and happy uh, a bit happier because it's mm. like well i'm gonna just roll with it rather than it must be this way and it's like that. Ah, oh, sorry. I'm trying to find the connection. Here. There's a certain, yeah. Maybe like because plans are often wrapped up in our maps. You know, our maps get involved in our plans a lot. That maybe that's part of why uh, this this uh, what we're talking about can can make you happier because. Um, Like, like Elamin said, surrender. I think sometimes you have no control. You have to trust as well. And that activates your heart as well, that you're trusting that things are going to work out in, in some way or another. Not necessarily work out in a way that you like, but that they'll, that they'll work out. There'll be a... <laughs> you'll be looked after in, a, in some way. Um, yeah. What sometimes hearing, I feel like that. Sometimes I don't. What I'm hearing is that uh, uh, letting go uh, or surrender or trust uh, is a way of returning to your center. And that uh, feeling, feeling in control is actually a sense of shirk. Oh, you're in control, says Allah. Well, let's see how far that goes. I'll show you who's in control, and we can have a good time. Or you can pretend you're in control, and things are not going to go how you expect. Mm. So, um, as, as part of our that lesson, You don't want to abandon your response. 
responsibility. That's that's where it gets tricky because you, you know talk you talk about the details. It's like, well, I could just go. I'm not going to make dinner tonight because who knows something might get in the way and it might not happen anyway. <laughs> you know, everybody's going to be hungry out there. <laughs> yes, I think there's uh, just like there's different kinds of trust. I think there's different kinds of surrender. Surrender, in the sense of giving up, is not what we're talking about. Surrender is understanding that a law's in charge. And that we have responsibilities and duties that, and we need to honor those and to be good human beings by participating in an honorable way. Um, and as conscious as we can be and have fun when we can. Yeah. Okay. Let's do a little zikr. And uh, yeah, we'll call it a day. <clears throat> um, you may want to turn off your videos. I'll turn off my little thingy here. Uh, okay. La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la Allah.
Thank you for allowing us to do your zikr. May a portion of the blessings of the zikr go to our Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. Upon Imam Hassan, Imam Hussein, all the 12 Imams, Abdul Qadr al-Jalani, Ahmed Rafai, Muhammad Ansari, Muhyiddin Ansari, Mevlana Jalaluddin Rumi, Naqshbandi, Sheikh Tanner Ansari, Sheikh Muzain Ansari, Qutbul Zaman, and the Sahib al-Maidan. Ya Allah, please help us to grow during this time, to learn 
you, to be more connected to you, to be able to help others, and to be able to help ourselves, help us to bring love and peace and compassion and mercy into this world. Help us to learn how to make it a better place. Help us to be compassionate and understanding with others. Help us to be a source of honor and trust with others. And help us to learn our nests and stay away from them and learn you and be more connected to you. Amen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Rahman Rahim, Maliki Yomadin, Yakana Buddha Yakana Stahin, Hidena Serata Mustakim, Serata Lazina Namta Lehim, Ayr Makhtubi Lehim Waladalin, Amen. Shukran Ya Allah. Thank you, everyone. Um, thank, thank, thank you, Shaikh. Thank you, everyone. Thanks Have a good lot. week. Yes, you too. Bye, yes. everyone. Okay. Bye. 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 Much love. Salam. Salam. Baraka, baraka, feel hadra. Bye bye. Stay well. Thanks. Yes, been. Salam alaikum. Salam alaikum, Marids, seekers, curious, and interested listeners. We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi Center in Sydney, where we do zikr, sobat, spiritual counseling, and healing services. We believe the message should be free, but it costs equipment, rental services, software, and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website, ansarisufiorder.org, you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you. Blessings and love, the Australian Ansari Sufi Order.